Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Link Podcast. I'm Brad, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful, awesome, stupendous, so many words to describe you, James. Incredibly handsome. Well, I was, I was going to get there. You didn't let me do it. But uh, no, uh, in all seriousness, it's this has been fun, James, to, to co-host with you. So I'm grateful for you and glad to be on here with you today. Yeah, me as well. Me as well. What do we got today? Well, we're kind of, we're getting into the of course, Christmas season and year end season. And so as an organization, this is a time of year where we make a bit of a push for people to invest financially in the work. And so we want to talk a little bit about that today, but we want to maybe more than the nuts and bolts of that, talk about the broader vision of that. And one of the things that is always on our mind at one link, we're trying to think, how do we have this, this huge body of alumni? How do we have them stay involved or help them stay involved sometime next year, Lord willing, the fall 2024, we will likely appoint our 5,000th team member to a team. So we're just thinking now that's that represents about 3,800 people because some people go multiple times on a trip. So I'm talking about close to 4,000 people. And we're constantly thinking, how do, how do they stay invested in the work? How do they still feel connected? Most of them are here in the States. They're working. They're raising kids now. And so some of what we want to do today is just cast a little bit of vision of how the fruitful things that we're seeing overseas, we can still all be a part of that. And not in just some token way, but in a meaningful way, impact the lives of people overseas. So that's the premise of this. Maybe that's a long premise, but <laughs> anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I think it's I think it's really true. And we've always said that we wanted to do short-term missions with a long-term impact. And sometimes that long-term is you know, they go back overseas for a two-year term or a career term. And those, you know, we love those. But practically speaking, God doesn't call every person overseas. And for every person that goes overseas, you know, it takes an army behind them to be sending them. And so, yeah, I think it's very applicable. And we never want it to be as this this experience that you had that you tell old stories about, but has no impact in your life now. Hopefully that the the work God did in you and through you while you were overseas continues to carry with you today and it changes you today and hopefully it encourages you want to be involved in it, to continue to be a part of God's kingdom, advancing to areas where his name is not known. So there's a, I know there's a verse that you kind of picked out with this. That's right. Yeah. The, so the theme of our year end drive is one sows another harvest. Right, or you may be in, you know, depending on the translation, you might one sows, another reaps. And so we're we're looking at a verse that's this comes out of in John four, and our listeners will be very familiar with the story of the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman that Jesus uh, interacts with and reveals that he is the Christ to this woman and has this incredible impact among the Samaritans. Which we could talk about that today too. <laughs> I mean, the, the heart of uh, missions is right in there as well. But there's this maybe easily overlooked little interaction that Jesus has with his disciples right after that that I find fascinating. And it, it starts with, you know, his disciples come back and they're a little bit surprised He's talking with the Samaritan woman, which obviously for Jews at that time would have been a bit controversial. But it also says they're urging him to eat. And he gives them this, you know, it's, it's so 
cool how Jesus says these things that provoke thought and they're kind of like, what, where, what in the world is going on? The disciples are a little clueless, but he tells them that he has food to eat that they know nothing about and so on and so forth. So eventually here's what Jesus says to these, to the disciples. He says, my food said, Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying it's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Okay, so I'll, I'll stop there and I'll, I'll continue here in a sec. But uh, here's what Jesus is saying. is like the fields are ripe for harvest. And we have these students that are going. I mean, we've just been kind of looking through all the evaluations from this summer. Not, you know, not too distant past for us. And we see all these kind of harvest things that happen. People coming to faith. God clearly preparing people to receive the gospel, hear the gospel. So Jesus is saying that's a reality. And here's what he says, starting in verse 36. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus, the saying one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Okay, so I, I think that's a really fascinating statement that should give us all vision, particularly if, if we have a heart for the nations, but we're wondering like, ah, how could I be a part of, you know, something when I'm here in Oklahoma City or Wichita or wherever. Those students that we're reading about that have seen such incredible things that have really cool stories that they're sharing with us, they didn't do all the hard work to see that happen. They were surrounded by people who faithfully prayed and people who faithfully gave that if they had not done that, and of course, people who were faithfully there before them, the long-term team or short-term groups that came before them, they sowed much of what was harvested. Those students didn't sow that. And so that's kind of the vision that we want to give today. From that story, one of my favorite uh, stories from a friend of mine that was in South America from that verse is uh, where it says the fields are white for harvest. Think about this story. Every time I read it, he had a buddy. He was out, they were out in the agriculture area and there was an old man who hadn't got his, his crops in, hadn't harvested. And so he decides to go help him and he goes and helps him that day. And the, the old man is like, says, be really careful. The field is already white. And he said, no matter what he did, it, it was like it was like past time to harvest the seeds fell off too easily and so no matter what he did like seeds were falling on the ground and so when we say like the fields are white for harvest like like it's 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 there it's ready it's it in some ways it's past time and i think about luke 10 too the harvest is plentiful but the labors are few therefore pray earnestly to the lord of the harvest which is what we talked about last week send out labors into his harvest and we get some some really cool things. Sometimes in the drudgery of a year and the day in, day out of the year, sometimes we forget what all is going on. Um, but it's really cool sometimes to look back at the numbers. You know, last summer, we had 851 times from our count, 851 times. It was the first time somebody got to hear about Jesus from our summer teams. It's 851 first links, the first time you get to hear, the first time they hear the good news of the gospel. 
And it's just amazing. And then we had, there was another nearly 300 times where somebody had heard before and our teams got to come along and retell that story, tell them the story again, continue to sow, sow that seed. Maybe they're planting, taking out the weeds. And then 49 times someone crossed over from darkness to light and turned from the power of Satan to the power of God and was saved. And then beyond that, we had we had 192 times where they were continuing to work with people who were believers, national believers, continuing to disciple them and work together with them. And when you think about those numbers, it's amazing what God is doing and it's amazing what God did. And it's amazing to be a chance to be a part of that because I didn't get to go. I didn't get to go overseas last year. Actually, I did get to go overseas, but I didn't get to share 151 times with people who had never heard. Yeah. Well, you, you think about those numbers and that, you know, particularly the harvesting, I mean, the, the sharing we got, that's still more sowing in some ways, but particularly the harvesting, those 49 people, what went in, what was sown to make that happen? Well, somebody, mostly in the U.S., I mean, we've had a few non, non-American students serve with us, but most of them were, were American. So someone in the U.S., a Sunday school teacher, a parent, a campus minister, a pastor, whoever, faithfully shared the gospel with the student that, that went this summer, right? It invested in their life. A discipler came alongside our student, that our team member, invested in them, helped them to understand the gospel and be able to articulate it. Someone believed in that. I mean, our I guess our staff, well, I'll give credit where mm-hmm. credit is due, our staff assessed and trained and mobilized to get them there. Friends and family and people like that gave money that they couldn't have bought a plane ticket to get there. People were praying, faithfully praying, their campus minister, their family, their friends, the one link staff. So all of that, there were there was a long-term team that was there that had been praying for that area and and sowing seeds. You know, who knows what impact that had. I think in, in a number of cases that I've read, they the person had already heard a lot from that long-term team. And then it was just kind of one more, one more time they heard it from the the short-termer and then they believed. So we've got that going on. Uh, I mean, of course, the, the work of the Holy Spirit, we we don't want to casually m- miss that one. All of that was sown, all of that was the hard work for this moment of of reaping. And so we've got to keep, I I like the expression that my pastor here says, we tend to leak vision, right? So we got to keep filling ourselves up with vision. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of leaking a little bit of vision in the uh, international missions department, you can be anywhere in the world and have impact that is real meaningful impact in people's lives. And so keep doing the hard work and keep being faithful. Absolutely. Others will reap the benefits of your labor, just as Jesus shared. For sure. I want to share a few other, you you know, you gave statistics, James, some of the individual stories, and I wish I knew more, but some of them are really, really cool. Just the short little summary we got in the evals we had the students fill out. And for those of you that are on our Facebook group, and if you're not in our Facebook group, get in our Facebook group, write, write to one of us or to the office and we'll let you in this so that over december here we're going to have some students sharing they're going to record some of these stories that i'm going to reference just briefly here and just to give a little bit more of what happened and 
uh, and I think again, our, our our purpose in that is saying one, let's celebrate what the Lord did, but two, those students, what they did, others worked hard for them to be able to to have that moment. So, just a couple that I'm really excited to hear about. Okay, th- this is the one that's maybe the most mysterious. We had a, a student from Oklahoma who the only thing I heard from their host there was a little one sentence summary that said that this student baptize someone 15 minutes before going to the airport. Now, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I, I messaged the, the student to try to talk and get a little more of the story, but something cool happened, right? And I'm, I'm the way it, it read, it was like maybe before he left to fly back, but I, you know, I, I don't know for sure. There's another one. Uh, this is in Japan, the student that believed and getting to baptize him and then give him a big hug after that moment and just you know we're brothers in christ now uh really cool really cool student from california sent that in this one that was particularly striking to me because of the idea of the link that we talk about the student from here in kansas and they went to a location that this school had worked in i think this was maybe the third or fourth time they'd gone there and so every year before her some students from the school had been in, on this campus and had even you know shared the bible given people the bible and they were able to there was a girl that had kind of met some of those other people in previous years but it never really you know she was just kind of thinking about it never really wanted to read the bible and they gave her a bible and she very faithfully has been reading it ever since and so i think it took several years of exposure to christians before she was open to that some muslim girl I'll, I'll just share one more. There's a, a team, the Florida team, that was in a, another Muslim area. And they they were in the cof- this coffee shop having their quiet time. And someone just, I don't know how the conversation started, but just asked them, maybe they saw them with Bibles or something, and asked them about the Bible. Anyways, by the end of the conversation, this person downloaded a, a digital copy of the Bible because they were so curious to read what they had been reading. Uh, so just really, really neat story. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the the full version of all of those. Yeah, absolutely. And so my kind of the the vision I want to cast for our listeners. Now, some of our listeners may be students that are going this summer, and if you're in that category, you know, I really want you to hear that you are not going to a place where the Lord hasn't been preparing things and where other faithful people haven't been preparing things you're you're entering into a bigger story and you get to be one link one faithful part of that so keep that in mind if you are someone who is faithfully you know here in the states trying to still stay engaged with what god is doing in the work the world you have the chance to be seed so for these students and so i want to really challenge you in prayer and in giving during this this kind of year-end time to be a seed sower so that others can harvest. Yeah, absolutely. It does make a lot of difference. Usually, I believe you've said, usually that about a quarter of our budget will come in in the month of December. So it's a big time for us. And those, those seeds you sow into that go into travel so that we can go visit all these campuses, visit new potential partners. We're really excited this year. I don't know the exact number, but we have a whole bunch of new stu- new schools who are standing for the first time. So we're really excited about that. Hope to hope to reap um, years of, 
of student teams coming from their schools and help particip- help them participate with us sending to the nations. Um, beyond that, it helps us go out and vet new overseas partners, new locations to send teams. There's a lot of things, a lot of things that happen from your giving, and we appreciate it. We know that it's a sacrifice, and we try to use the money that comes in uh, the most efficient way we can to help the gospel go as far as it can. Yeah, I mean, I, goodness, uh, that could be a whole other podcast about this mobilization and application season. We, as we sit here today, is actually as we're recording this. When this comes out, we'll be past our application deadline. But today is the the final deadline, and we've got, I think, last I looked, two hundred over two hundred ten applicants, which is the most we've had in probably eight years. So that means we're going to be able to send to more places in the world, uh, as you said, James. We're we got connected this year. I give a lot of credit to our staff, the hard work you guys did traveling and getting out, meeting new campuses. Uh, you know, I think we've got, I want to say, uh, almost 10 Missouri applicants, and we haven't had people from Missouri in a long time. Uh, you know, we've got uh, a number of new campuses in Oklahoma, California. It just, it's it's really exciting. And all of those teams are going to represent places in the world where very few people know Jesus. And so not only did we have to hit the road and and use resources to get out there, but now to train them and to get them ready to go, it's going to take some resources and to keep building those partnerships. So those are seeds that need to be sown. And and I think this summer we'll begin to see some of the fruit of those efforts. Yeah, I think so too. Well, good. Well, like I said, keep an eye out for those videos coming out if you're on our Facebook group and, and get connected if you're not. And as James said, I would uh, just encourage you to prayerfully consider giving to One Link during this uh, year-end season. This time is really, really invaluable for us to do everything else we do the rest of the year. I know James already said that, but I just want to reiterate uh, what a blessing these gifts are as we just trust the Lord for that provision. We really appreciate you guys. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your continued heart for the nations and we pray that God blesses you where you're at and that he not only not only blesses you and your family but he blesses you with opportunities for internationals to come around you where you're at and uh, blesses you with opportunities to disciple young men and women who may someday go to the nations themselves amen appreciate you all and we'll see you again next time on the one link podcast all right see you then Thank you.